As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com slash Captivate today to start your free trial. everyone thank you once again for joining us on your favorite canadian podcast we are the dna airwaves i'm one of one my name is Doriki. if you don't know by now ask your mom because she's aware of me uh yeah i come with spice today. yeah i was like I come with spice okay oh, man spice uncomfortable man. spice man spice. it burnt me right in my belly you couldn't say ask like your brother or something. Nah, ask your mama. She oh, knows. You're not done. We're top 50 now. So oh, that's what you're saying. Okay. Like we're top 50. All right. Film at, me. Least you, uh, at least you clarified a little. I'm moving, man. Oh, I'm playing. I'm playing. But I'm here with my partner in crime as usual, Anthony. <laughs> Mr. Lewis, how you doing I'm today? I'm good, sir? man. It's, uh, it's important to know who your friends are. And you almost had me turn the corner on that one, but... I'm good, man. Wow, I'm good. Relax. I'm good. And uh, I thought you said we were like top ten. We're we're in that realm. Now it's back to top fifty. Trying to be humble though. Top fifty. Next week I'll mm, tell them we're okay, top twenty. Okay, okay. And the week okay. after that we're top. We're 10. making moves. We're making one. moves. Yeah, slowly. Yeah, steady. Yeah, yeah, steady is the key. And uh, happy actually. Well, I'm, I'm always happy, but I'm happy today to have with us a couple gentlemen who are also making big moves. Some leaving some big shoes to fill in the city. Not that they're going anywhere, but. They're on that level, so um, I, who do we, how do we do this? We got the recipe. We have uh, Mr. Joanne Clark, bassist, producer, all things music and beyond, extraordinaire. And then we got the man they call O. Oh. <laughs> oh, with an exclamation mark. <laughs> with an exclamation mark. <laughs> Mr. Omar Lunin, man, pleasure to have you both here. This is big. Yes, thank you, guys. Uh, thank you all. It's, uh, it's, it's great to have yeah. conversations and just connect with with people that you respect in the industry you know yeah no that's for sure that's for sure um so we have you here for a number number of reasons um i guess we're going to jump in we're going to plug the show because i know we have that coming up this week so i want to start off there and then we'll circle back to it and probably talk about how we even get to that level and producing shows on the level that you guys do but yeah just shout out the show real quick man Yeah, uh, Omar. <laughs> Somebody. We, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. We're 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 understanding that delegating responsibilities and know whose whose role is who. Mm, I yeah, I cannot yeah. speak uh, I cannot okay. speak to production or playing bass yeah. or drums because you know Juan's a multi instrumentalist. And keys, so. I've seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And and dabbles in vocals. Look, don't play around. Oh, no. really? <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. But Come yes, on. the show, um, the the show. This is the second show that we've put on since uh, coming back from from the days of dazzling or, mm. um, oh my gosh, what was it called? Pearl Lounge. Dazzling. Yep. Holy. Is it just quick and, now? Uh, oh, that was a real man. reaction. <laughs> I'm sorry to cut you off. I forgot about dazzling. <laughs> yep. Wow. We we didn't. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Yeah. Um, so the, the first show that we did was on April the 6th, which was mm -hmm. the live reunion. And it was so Very overwhelming, the, the love that was there. And now we're doing another show on, on May, May 25th 
at the Don on Donway. So it's uh, Main and Danforth. And the spot is, it's actually a really nice spot. The gentleman that I ran into to meet, I didn't know that I've, I've actually known him for years. And when I walked through the spot, he's like, yeah, um, Jamal McGlure has done a bunch of things here. Just, it's a nice, big, yeah, off the beaten path spot that people can show up to and they'll be completely surprised that it exists. I'll say that. Wow. Okay. So we're looking forward to, uh, to doing the show on May 25th, along with three of our favorite people in the city. Kim Davis, um, who Juno nominated. Um, I've co-written with her on releases like Hush with Sizzla and a couple other singles. Uh, O-Sound, Owen O-Sound Lee, who's very, I'm very proud of him as well, just because he's been representing Toronto, but he lives in Halifax now and, and continues to just elevate himself as a musician and as a human being. There's a lot of accountability between him and I, which I love. And then, of course, the incomparable Patricia Shirley. Vocally, <laughs> yeah, it's just ear candy. Yeah. That's Joanne's yeah. face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be a great nice. show. Plus, yeah. we've got some appetizers. It's going to be a good night. Oh, there's more? Oh, man. That's dope. Right there alone. Any, any one of them, and it's a great show. So when you put three of them together, it's, it's overwhelming, man. That's... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be something. It's gonna be dope. But what what sparked the the idea of coming together with those artists and doing this show? Do you want the media answer, or do you want the, do you want the I'm talking with my boys answer? Yeah, talking with your boys in the same way that same okay. way the conversation went, the same tone. Okay, mm, so yeah. so <laughs> so we were actually we were looking what well, we've been looking at sort of programming out the year and okay. what things are going to help elevate the mm. brand and the band in terms of opportunities. <clears throat> and right. I got hype and said, without, unfortunately, without initially consulting the band, <laughs> I started reaching out to a bunch of artists. I'm like, yo, it would be great if we had this person and that person. And Gene Noble, yeah. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Gene Noble, mm. yeah, but yeah, yeah. this brother, he's from New York and can sing circles around... His range is nuts too. Like he sings very, very baritone, yeah. but also his his falsetto is nuts. And he got a lot of shine during the pandemic because he just kept creating. And now he's he's done stuff for Disney. He's 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 just a dope writer and a dope yep. performer. So um, I just reached out to his management via email, and they hit us back. I was like, oh. This could possibly be a show. So it was originally mm. supposed to be G Noble. <clears throat> Uh, Gene Noble, Kim Davis, and O-Sound. Because obviously, I want to make okay. sure that, that the city, just like any of the live performances, yeah. any, any of the city's finest would come out and perform. I want to make sure mm -hmm. that we're getting put on to, because it's all about feeding family first, you know what I'm saying? And making sure that we represent True. from where yes. we are. Yeah. Not only that, but because Canada happens to be in the top 10 of any music genre when it comes to world music, and who's leading the charge? Talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I, it only makes sense to make sure that we're continuing to to, to further the 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 voice of Canadian talent. Yeah. So right. um, unfortunately, the venue itself that we were at for April sixth mm. fell through. So we had to find another venue, and of course, the numbers are a little bit different as well. So we said, "All right, G Noble, we're going to ask you to come back another time." So let's just focus on the Toronto talent that we know. Right. Put on a great show, and we have a lot of fun with as as a crew. 
So yeah. it was like, all right, it was a no-brainer asking Patricia Shirley to, to come in. And she's like, you already know I'm down for the cause. Just, just say when. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We could end it right there, man. Because if you know the three of them, <laughs> plus the band, when you throw the band in, oh, my goodness. But he mentioned that he hadn't really talked to the, the other members of the True, band yeah. before. So you spoke to the artists. So what was the reception like when you had to break the news to the rest of the members? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I know externally they were like, okay. But Joanne is a very, <laughs> Joanne's a calculated man, you know. And mm -hmm. I worry about making certain decisions without consulting him first. Because mm -hmm. he's usually the guy who's going to say, all right, so did you consider this? Or did you think about this? Yeah, or what about... Yeah. And then I have to turn around and be like, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I, I can't believe I forgot. No, I, I actually... I, 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 I want to get the what would Jouéan do bracelets because uh -huh. I'm constantly <laughs> reminding... <laughs> I'm constantly reminding him that, that he, he motivates me to, to not only calm my spirit in situations where cooler heads prevail... Mm -hmm. But also to make sure that the you, you're paying attention to the devil in the details. You've got right, to cross yeah. the T's. You've got to dot the I's. And especially sonically, I have a like a lot of love and respect mm -hmm. for the band and their camaraderie before me and their knowledge in music and their expertise. They show up. They do stuff. I've got mm -hmm. all kinds of examples of their professionalism. But I also remember that there are things I don't carry an instrument. I carry my iPad at best. Right. You know what there, I'm saying? Okay. So when you're yeah. bringing when you're bringing gear and plugging in gear and making sure that okay, well, uh, is this stereo? Make sure you have enough DIs for this. Make sure you. I'm I'm now figuring out how to be able to bring proper sound equipment to an right. event. And for the first time the other day, Julian was like, "All right, you want to learn? Plug this into this channel. These go mm -hmm. here." The yeah. keyboard's a stereo, so you just have a DI box for this and you're fine. And it's, yeah. it's now making sense, but I respect that process so much. And I have to humble myself and say, ah, I need to ask these guys every time something happens so they're aware of what's going on and we can That's make big. sure that everything runs seamlessly. That's a true That's team, beautiful. though, right there. So I mean, you guys yeah. have been together for so long, and obviously you know the ins and outs of how these things come together, but still you're learning as you're growing together. So that's, that's big, figuring things out, still being teachable and a teacher. Um, I got to let the mm -hmm. voice of reason speak, and that's, that's you, Joanne. <laughs> yeah, you've been quiet. <laughs> you've been quiet so far. So let's get the flip side of the story. So you got, um, you have Omar comes up with this crazy idea. I'm sure it's not the first time. Uh, then he comes to you. What's your initial thought when he's like, this is what we're going to do? Um, honestly, so... I've been working on myself personally, uh, in terms of just being more, uh, what is it? Just being more outgoing and just like understanding, um, not limiting myself, my, myself, you know what I'm saying? So understanding that, okay, we want to be in a different place. And it's like, so when he, when Omar came with these ideas or when he comes with ideas now, it's like, I'm reminded that, oh yeah, I'm not trying to limit myself and we're not trying to be limited. We're, we're trying to be somewhere else. So it's like his ideas are like, oh, okay. Yeah, we can actually do that. Yeah. I'm always thinking about the details, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but it's it's never like, ah, oh, no, that's a bad idea or whatever. Um, I don't think I, growing, growing and maturing, I'm realizing that, you know, uh, I guess 
I wouldn't say there aren't any bad ideas, but like there aren't any bad ideas. There's always something to an idea that can be worked right. and reworked and, you know, packaged together in a way that's going to work. And that's true. Um, so I, t- I take it, I take it as a challenge personally where it's like oh okay yeah i wasn't thinking about that or i wasn't thinking about going that far (laughs) you know what i'm saying so but it's like okay but how can we make this work right like how i'm always i'm very interested in the how i've been really going through a lot of uh just growing and personal development with myself uh the past five months or so and just uh how to get things done has been like the biggest thing for me now it's like okay there's this, how can we get it done? So I'm grateful for Omar and his ideas and um, his enthusiasm yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to kind of like that. want to go for things. And you know what I'm saying? Because he's seeing things that I'm not necessarily seeing, right? And that's the yeah. thing about uh, working with people and working with a team is just that that's the strengths. Everybody has their strengths. And yeah, and um, and, that, and that's his strength. It's not a weakness, right? Um, so it's just like, okay, cool. And him knowing that, okay, he's going to come to me and now we can work it, we can work together. Like that's the best thing. Him having that understanding and then also me having that understanding allows us to all work together, you know, and, and accomplish things. And, uh, so yeah, it was, it, it wasn't actually too, um, it wasn't too out of, it wasn't too crazy for me. Um, just because of where I've grown to be recently, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I am very, very, very about the details. Here it is. You're talking, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very much about the details. Like my mind's just thinking as he's, as he's talking to me, I'm like, I see together. things moving in my head and, yeah. and, you know, he introduces a new variable and I'm like, Oh, okay. Oh, this isn't over there now. Now it's here. Like, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, I can kind of yeah, like visualize it, how it's going to move. So, um, yeah. almost yeah, like the mission impossible a, board. We, we do need yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so necessary, though. I mean, as a great team and as like a, a, com- a company, a community, whatever is building, I think Dariki's kind of like my idea guy. You, you, he's, you've come yeah, up with some things. Say, Even this podcast <laughs> was one of those ideas. I'm like, okay, whatever, man. And then he's like, and you're going to be a host. I was like, why would I be a host? But just same thing, nice. right? When I'm picking apart <laughs> the details, I'm like, I don't think so, man. That's not going to work. And here we are, top, yes. humble top 50. <laughs> there you go. I want to yep. pick apart. There it is. I want to pick something apart because, I mean, as musicians and artists, we all know that there's tons of talent around. Um, talents basically become mm-hmm. a dime a dozen. Um, but there's some differences in what you guys do. And I've said this, I mean, yeah. me and Drake have had conversations on this podcast, even about you guys specifically, just the level of musicianship and professionalism that you bring. I've always been impressed and still look up to it. So uh, shout out Thank on you. that. But you mentioned something um, just as far as planning out the year. And I wanted to jump back to that because I think a lot of people miss the mark. And that might be one of those factors that kind of separates you guys as a crew uh, just the fact that you're having meetings and planning out the year and going beyond like gig to gig or whatever it is. So just talk to us about that process and how those meetings or whatever it is come together. I, I think I could I could jump in okay, first on this. Uh, so the interesting thing about yeah I know yeah I'm ready I'm ready now I'm, I, I'm all warmed up. Yeah. So. Okay, let's go let's go. Yeah. So I don't know as you say that it really jumps out to me because um, we're in a different place 
as just individuals, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, we're all more mature now. We've been in the industry for a long time. And um, I get, and talking with Omar, it's like when we kind of came together to kind of do this, it was, I, me personally, I was like, yeah, we need to do that. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, I've been on this journey of like, okay, well, what am I doing now? Like what's next, right? Yeah. And making plans and setting goals for myself, yeah. um, <clears throat> setting big goals for myself. And it's just like, okay, so for him to come together and for, sorry, for Omar to come to mm-hmm. me and, and be like, yeah, okay, yeah, we should plan out the year. I'm like, yeah, let's plan out the yeah. year because you know this is what's gonna allow us to, to be successful and it's gonna allow us to do things differently. I think in the past, reflecting on the past, we we have kind of just gone along with what's been happening. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, oh, someone wants us. Uh, okay, a big thing is that we haven't been putting on our own shows. Right. Right. Yep. Um, that uh, live Thursday in the past, all those Thursdays that we did, that wasn't us putting it on. Right. right? Gotcha. That was right. Uh, that was James. Yeah. Right. And Adrian, Adrian and James at first, and then James. So it's like right. that was put on by somebody else. Yeah uh any you know from that we we ended up getting like corporate things and like you know other opportunities but like for the most part like a lot of those a lot of those events and nights in the city or whatever were you know other people's events so the big switch for us right now is okay we want to put on our own events right um like you know we want to be curating these events and basically you know gives us that flexibility to kind of like really make the night be what we want it to be um and just kind of stretch ourselves where you know where we weren't operating before True, yeah, right? Yeah, right um instead of just kind of like instead of kind of just waiting for things to happen it's like okay we want these things to happen this year mm-hmm. right yeah and it's yeah. like being being more proactive than reactive exactly I, I would say um yep, yep. right yeah so that's been that's been a huge thing and like and like i said it's just like it's just a time in life that we're in now where it's like and i feel like everybody's been forced to reflect obviously coming out of uh you know coming out of the pandemic and the whole thing right is that everyone's kind of reflecting on what they were doing before and it's like okay well you know this is what was happening before you know i would be i would be silly to think i could just come back and just do the same thing thing, right right? um (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and exactly it has changed right i'm grateful for what we were able to do collectively and individually in the past yeah. but it's like okay moving forward you know what do we want what do we want to do where do we want to be and that comes from planning and positioning so that was that that was a new thing and yeah we're we're definitely in it and it comes with its challenges and you know that's fine but you gotta you gotta try something new if you want to get to you know you gotta try something different to get to somewhere you've never been before you know there's right. so many yeah, yeah, yeah. so many quotes like that in that area right yep. but like that's that's the thing it's like we we want something different and it's like okay we got to do something different now to to get there I like it and that's that's exactly it. And a quote from J. Cole, he has uh, in one of his songs, says, the mind state of a winner, when you think about breakfast, I'm heating up my dinner. When you think about summertime, I'm thinking about the winter. And that's the kind of mind state mm-hmm. that you guys are having yep. with, you know, planning a year ahead. And you had mentioned that planning and positioning is important, but the main piece, and I have I lean heavily on guys like I'm sure, oh, leans on, on Joy, uh, Joyon and 
and uh, I lean on Anthony is the execution part, which is, you know, a lot of people falter at the execution. So mm-hmm. when you guys had brought up the idea of planning this year out, what did you think was going to be one of your biggest challenges in trying to execute a whole year of programming as a band? And us being busy with your own projects, too. Let me just throw that yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and doing I'm, I'm glad you added that part, because I think <laughs> um, just looking at, at, at the crew itself, like, to be honest, I, uh, for those who don't know, I, I used to sing with a group for, for a, a significant part of my life, from about, you know, 14 years old to about 27. And I, mm. you know, these guys still are my brothers. You know, we, their name was Unique, and then it changed. Well, it was Faith first, then Unique, then the show. Don't ask me why we changed names so many times. But anyway, um, <laughs> have, right. So having having four different individuals with four different understandings of direction and four different needs, mm-hmm. right. it 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 got a lot of it got a little confusing. And we were all just we were a, a four guy group, and yeah. you yeah. know eventually um, being signed to two different labels, our direction mm-hmm. ended up getting confused because the label wants one thing and then each of us want different things right so now with with us we're all you know we're all grown men we all have different desires different ambitions different things we want to accomplish so that has to be considered when looking at what's going on with with the 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 brand and looking at what's happening with us all together so that's the one of the first conversations i wanted to have collectively but also individually because above all else i am my brother's keeper i want to make sure that if there's something that can be done and if i can help we all have connects in certain places if i happen to know a a, a guy who's a plumber you're like oh i've had this leak in my okay you know what I'll, i'll deal with it yeah. But from a business perspective, when we're looking at trying to move this vehicle forward, I have to make sure that I'm understanding where everybody wants to go individually because I know what we can accomplish together. So now right. when you take that and look at um, where we are, the second part of it is looking at the actual zeitgeist of the industry right now mm-hmm. for Canadian music and for black music. Yes. The climate is very different post-pandemic. People want to go to a lot of live events, but uh, taxes and wages haven't gone up in the same way. Mm. So you want people who are going to come out and make sure they enjoy themselves. Like April 6th, we had almost 500 people in the building, Huge. which was wow. a, a blessing. It was amazing. And that was after not doing live for, you know, since what, 2016, 2017? At that point, right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So when people saw that live was coming back, it was, you know, and, and curating that show. So it felt like a reunion. It was, it was great. But to have that kind of consistency is difficult in a city where you know that all of the black musical entities or artistic entities, I will say, are all trying to pull the same circle of people to different events. You know what I mean? Plus, you're competing against all the other events that are going on in the city. So you have to really end on top of that. You have to say, okay, well, what's happening? Long weekend? Are you doing it before the long weekend? Nobody will be here. Is it after the long weekend? People right. people might be broke. There's, yeah. you know, is <laughs> TIFF going on? Is True. like, there's, yeah. you know, so it, much, there's yeah. all kinds of things you have to really pay attention to to make sure that you can maximize the visibility, the attendance at the event, and then make sure that it's worthwhile for people to show up and that everybody in the crew is aligned with what the show is going to look like. You can hop on stage and right. say, all right, we're going to have a bunch of fun, but, right. you know, again, to elevate, what's going on 
you know, you already know you keep doing what you've always done. You'll keep getting what you've always gotten. Same result. You yeah. Know? But the, the other, you know, the other side of it, since you brought up a J. Cole quote, I'm going to bring up a Chronics quote. Okay, let's go. Right, let's go. It's literally go. ten stepper, ten stepper ahead of them. You always have to think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to think where you're going to land. True. Mm-hmm. Where do you want True. to be at the end of this year? How is each how is each event not going to line your pockets, but where is it going to put you mm. in terms of where your brand is, or what opportunities is it going to garner for you? If it doesn't fall into right. these two categories, then you're literally just going out to do a gig. Mm. Ah, that's, that's beautiful and very important because I could see you don't look through the lens of financial gain when it comes to, you know, putting on these shows. And I think that's a big mistake that a lot of people make is only oh, think about oh no. dollars and let me, let, let, let me be clear. <laughs> <laughs> let me be clear. No, I totally agree. Not as there. a primary it or a driving be, force. It should be right? number one focus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And, uh, but, I mean, of, of course, I mean, when you're thinking of these things as well, you also have to consider, like, for example... Mm-hmm. Um, if if we can be absolutely transparent, we must. Uh, the one of the venues that we were trying to 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 be at, uh, basically after the success of the event, mm-hmm. um, you know, we we made a significant amount of money, and they're like, okay, well, that's what the the standard should be as far as the bar minimum. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know what a bar minimum is, it's saying, okay, well, let's say the bar minimum is twenty thousand dollars. They have to make $20,000 at the bar for you to walk away and not owe them anything. Otherwise, if you make 10 at the bar, you, pay the other, you have to pay the other 10. Right. So yeah. a lot of people may not be aware that aside from you know, paying the person who's doing door and security and decor yeah. and the people who are performing, there's bar minimums, there's rental fees, there's... <clears throat> Yeah. There are little things that you have to pay attention to, again, the devil in the details, yep. that, yeah. that <laughs> frighten a lot of people. And if it's not feasible, mm-hmm. all right, you know what, you can move elsewhere. I, I know that we're building towards saying, you know what, 16,000 bar minimum? Yeah, I think people are going to drink that, but also the demographic that we're in and mm-hmm. when. Yeah. If on a Thursday night, if I got to go to right. work the next day, I'm not getting litty. Yeah. I got to... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I might have yeah. a beverage, maybe two, and then dance it off so I can go home. Dance it off. But we're, we're, right, not, the, right, right. we're not the popping bottles, and yeah, that's, right. not, that's not our demographic. We will go to a show, we might buy the shirt, and we're going home. That's it. Right, right. You know what yeah, I'm saying? The shirt. So yeah. it's, paying attention to, it's paying attention to those details as well, and as long as you can negotiate and find a spot that makes sense, Absolutely. But from a bit, you have to speak business first and take the emotions out of it because venues are going to want what they want and you're going to want what you want. So if you can find a happy marriage between the two, great. But usually, just like casinos, the house always wins Mm, and you have to be willing to 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 deal with that uh, that perspective. Wow. You dropped a lot of gems in there, man. That's definitely one Look, of those. jewelry all day. Yeah, Free yeah, jewelry. That's definitely a rewind, <laughs> man. Free jewelry. I mean, that's, that's, that's music. That's business. That's, that uh, covers right across the board. Just planning, um, executing. That's huge. And while you're talking, actually, my mind drifted a little bit to another, I guess, area of the dynamic that you have between the band. Um, so when I look at you guys, you guys are all in a position of leadership, in this project, but in other projects, like we're have, we're talking about a band that's full of musical directors. Um, 
how do you sort of balance that? I don't think that ego comes into play with you guys, but what's the dynamic like and how do you sort of delegate roles and just understand who's responsible for what? Are you still working that out? Mm. It's just fights. <laughs> you know, I don't think I don't think I don't think anybody I don't think anybody was, you know, I, I think it comes from a place of mutual respect. Because again, like True. Okay. uh Juan, Jason, Jonathan, Otis, shout out Otis Williams. Oh, um great. these guys have been doing this since primary years. You know what I mean? They've known each other for a very long right. time. True. And having music that close to you and the camaraderie you know it's 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 beautiful to see that these guys their chemistry was there for 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 ages and it it only grew so just knowing that they they had that individual respect for each other you know i i won't I, i won't say that i was an outsider what i'll say is um so we're going to rewind time for dazzling and i know joyan you can also Let's talk to this okay. later yeah. in terms of um how you feel everybody is in their roles and responsibilities but um in dazzling like i i started singing downstairs with um uh, joel joseph and Derek roche so okay. chicken and waffles was the name of the right. crew that we started back then yeah and <laughs> james Lowe walked in and was like we should do something because this should be a thing and then yep. created sake right. and soul with adrian ace white right and then eventually yeah, yeah. chicken and waffles ended up leaving Jason Larman was like, okay, I, I might know a few guys. And we had, you know, like Ricky Lewis came through, Larnell mm. through, came a couple times, yeah. Johnny Laws came through a couple times, but then eventually it was Juan, Otis, and Jason. And we would be more consistent on doing these performances on a regular basis. And just respecting each other's talent, I think, comes first and foremost. Everybody has that deep-rooted love and affection and connection because it's more than just key, you know yeah. love of music it's part of who you are like this is this is your calling there's ministry involved in what you do with music so Huge. there's a very there's a very high level of respect and a high level of calling in what we do so that respect was always i think it was always there i don't think we ever walked in and we're like no i'm not playing that baseline today still like that that was never <laughs> you never you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've never, I've never said that. It's, it's, so it's, it's funny. It's funny that you like, you know. Okay, in the case where someone was like, "Oh, play this baseline," I would just play it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we, I guess, as far as like music director roles, um, uh, we kind of know when to speak when up. to let let who lead and when to speak okay. up. Like you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we know where our strengths and weaknesses are. So. There's situations where I'll sit back and I'll let Jason, you know, Jason's leading the charge. And then there's times where it's like, okay, I step up and then it's like, you know, we know what's going on. And then there's times where uh, when Otis was around and then like even Jonathan, it's like, there's times where it's like, okay, you know, they have something to, you know, to, to, to offer, you know what I'm saying? And it's really, it's really an exchange. And like, because we have so much respect and experience with each other, um, we know when to, when to step back. Um, I think, I think music director is always, uh, it's, it's such a, it's such a loose term. I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's such a loose term because it could, it could mean so many different things, right? Yeah. Like someone could be music yeah. director and not even play, right. That's and not right, even play, right. play, play anything on, on a show. True. Right. So it's like, 
um it's like i guess it's like in that situation would be like band leading type of thing honestly like till this day i'm still yeah like i still kind of you know get confused on when to use you know musical what? director because it means different things in different in oh different God, worlds exactly. you know what i'm saying right yeah in different in different contexts but um but yeah it, you know as as we get going or like when we're in the music it's like yeah there's no one person that's leading something like for me mm. i'm i'm big on groove and energy yes you are so sir. my part of lead <laughs> you know like so my part of leading is like making sure that like if i feel the groove kind of you know falling off a little bit then it's like i'll be like hey like you know what i'm saying like let's get back yep. into it gotcha. right um yeah, yeah like because i i feel that you know what i'm saying and so it's like that's my area so it's like okay i can maintain that part and then you know there's songs where i don't where jason leads it or you know there's times where i just sit back and we all know when to sit back and then when to you know when to jump in there and and do what we got to do so it's uh yeah that's big i will say though in terms of in terms of just because he's talking about the groove and energy we had a meeting last night in the safi it came up in conversation Okay. Um, I can, I promise you any time that we're on stage, yep. the hypest person on stage to date <laughs> is Jouayon. Like he's always, you know, I'll catch a vibe, but consistently, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, and I know, you know, he's learned a lot from, from a lot of, you know, different, different, um, performances and paths that he's walked, you know, Sean Hook, Daniel mm. Caesar, like there's some yeah. things that he's picked up from live performing where he's like, Okay, the energy, like how I translate, what I give is what the crowd will give back. Mm, so even from a, from a singing, from a performance perspective, if I'm just singing there on the mic, you know, um, what was brought up yesterday was, you know, the lay person, not musicians, the lay person listens with their eyes. Mm. So when your performance looks stunning, that will help move and, and it, it happens to be married with amazing musicality whether it's music and vocals or just vocals like for example i will be one of the greatest that's being real and that's being honest that girl she literally just sat still with a bunch of body paint and you could see that she was in her in her zen but she was also yeah. singing a song about being energetically connected and elevating who she is and everybody who listened to that was like, this feels transcendent. There was no mm-hmm. music. It was just her, her message, and a bunch of Erica Badu body paint. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so now translate this to on stage where you have, you know, Joanne will play a bass, t- will play the keys, yes, the key, yeah. and then will jump up off the, off, the, off the bass guitar and fling around his razor commit. And I'm like, you know, uh, I'm going to free up my locks too. Let's go. Free up my locks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, but that energy. <laughs> don't worry, man. Wait, don't worry. Waves, waves can fling too. But... <laughs> But, uh, you know, the point is, you know, the the crowd will respond to what you do. And it doesn't matter what genre. We could be doing, you know, top 40 music. We could be doing the blue-eyed soul circle of music. We could be doing whatever, you know. If you give off the energy, the crowd will pick up on it. And that's mm. that's a very important part of the stage presence, and I'm I'm thankful to be able to look to Joanne and be like, yeah, okay, I see the energy. I gotta I gotta make I sure I'm stepping that. up and keeping this this consistent, for sure. That's huge. 
So, yeah, really. I guess just on the back of that, uh, I'm going to call you Groove Master. I've changed your name for the moment. Uh, <laughs> and this is a fact. This isn't me joking. I'm joking around, obviously, but I've seen you play. I've been in the room. It's it's 100% true. The moment the show starts, probably before the show starts, it could be sound check, and you're fully invested in whatever you're playing. It could be one note with four bars between, and you still make that one note with the space groove and it's that's as a bass player that's a fact i'm I'm saying that um but you're a human being and you're living a life and you have all sorts of things that happen and you're playing shows i'm sure sometimes when you're sick or not in the mood or whatever the case is can you kind of talk to us about your process of switching from life sometimes to on stage performance Mm, uh okay yeah. So as as you say that, it, it it brought me all the way back from before I was playing bass. Yeah. So before I was playing bass, I was always a but well my my natural demeanor and like just my default setting is you know calm, you yeah. know passive sometimes you know just kind of let let things go. I, I step up if I need to step up or whatever. But uh, one of the one of the life changing changing experiences for me was football. Mm. Um, so I tell my kids this story all the time. They're like, okay, all right, pops. Like, but it's like, but it was a life, but that was a life changing experience for me because I realized that um, I was on a field and if I didn't realize I was on a field and what that entailed, I was in trouble. I would get hurt. I, you know, that's how injuries come. That's how everything comes. But the moment I realized, oh, I'm on the field and there's certain things that I need to do. So I got to like, forget about what's going on in my life. I'm on the field right now and someone's about to hit me. So it's like realizing that I had to change speeds on kind of like just my mentality and where I, where I am now. It's like, I'm in a different place. You know what I'm saying? Almost a different person. I wouldn't even say a different person. That's kind of weird to me, but you know what I'm saying? But just realizing the context that I'm in and it's like, look, in this context, I can't be that passive person anymore. Mm. Right. Um, In this context, I can't be thinking about my math homework that I have to do. Right. Right. Like, if, yeah. so, if, if some big guy that's like twice my size is about to run me over, I can't be thinking about math. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. just kind of realizing that, oh, I'm in this place and this is the context that I'm in. And it's like just getting myself in that mind mind frame. It took, you know, it took time to kind of realize that. But it's like I realized once I got on the field, it was like a different thing. I was a different, I was a, you know, I can now raise up and I could be that aggressive Jouan right. and not the passive Jouan. Aggressive you know so, Jouan though. Um, okay. It's a, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, and I found that out because I realized that like my first, my first exhibition game, it changed my life because, you know, it was my first year playing and we're, we're, we're practicing. You practice with your teammates, whatever. Yeah. Most of the kids are new too. I was like 10 years old. So, you know, we're hitting each other. So you're not trying to kill each other, right? Like you don't know the level. You don't understand. Yeah, yeah. So our first exhibition game, this kid ran right over me. Mm, Right. Like right through me. And it was such an exciting time. It was like, wow, our first game, right? You're all excited. And this kid just like gave me a wake up Mm. call of a lifetime. And he hit me twice. The second time I was like, I'm never going to let anybody hit me like that again. And then I realized, I realized where I was. I'm on the field now. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is what it is here. 
right? So I can't be that whatever I was with my teammates before, it's like, oh, this is what football is, mm-hmm. right? So right, once you right. realize the environment and what it entails, it's like, oh, okay, I get yeah, it, yeah. right? And then I never had those issues ever again. I played for another five years, um, and I, I, it changed my mindset. So I apply that to my whole life. So if I'm, if I ever play a pickup sport, that's how my mind is, yeah. right? Uh, when I when I'm on stage, that's how my mind is. Like when I'm playing football, I don't feel pain. Mm. Like I'll feel pain later. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? I'll be like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. why is why is why is my arm hurting? I don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, yeah because I, you know, and then I remember why it hurts, right? But like in the moment, it doesn't hurt. So that's the same right. thing that I I I apply when I'm when I'm playing on stage, where it's like. Yeah, like I'm just going for it. I'm giving it my all, you know, same way I would leave it all on the field. It's like leaving it all on the stage. And um and so that prepared me for for, you know, being on stage, which is funny because obviously it's not it's not an aggressive thing. I'm not hitting anybody. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not that kind yeah, of thing, yeah, but it it's just like but in its context there's just understanding like, wow, like, okay, I can do this and and have fun and, you know, swing my hair around yeah, and like you know yeah. what I'm saying? And like and, and just yeah, enjoy yeah. myself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm and just being being in the moment rather than being yeah, in right you know there. half an hour goes moment where like yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah, where like absolutely. you know I got a call I got a call from home and someone's acting up or right, something yeah, like that yeah. you know what I'm saying it's like yeah. nah like like I, that's not what I'm thinking about I'm actually like just enjoying myself and being in the music being in the groove and just learning how to like turn those things off and just you know and just be myself you know in that that's moment great. it's uh yeah it, it took a while but yeah being there and that's kind of like my mentality and how i you know get that's it going huge, man. You know? i love that analogy taking it back to sports and football durkey's got that quote i think it's a mike tyson is that mike tyson that quote and punching the chin is that your everyone's got plenty until they get punched look yeah, years of martial yeah, arts yeah, have yeah, taught yeah, me that yeah. Very easily, just as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never, uh, I've never heard anyone tie being hit into taking that over to the stage, and I love that. That's that's something to really think about, but it makes sense. Um, yeah, Absolutely. so it's not it like because I mean, most I'd probably be thinking, okay, so you're a performer, you just turn it on and off, but it goes way deeper than that for you. Omar, yeah. it, it is, it is, not everybody it's, can it's do true. that. Yeah. Actually, Joey, jo- jo- I'm going to dovetail yeah. off what you said. Based on the conversation, like the meeting that we yeah. had last night, we were talking, or there, it was brought up, um, like the analogy of, um, you know, like asking Jonathan where he places his symbols, like how high they are in terms of the performance. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I get the idea was, you know what, first of all, your symbol should never block your face. Okay. And yes. depending on the level of where your symbols are, like if you're performing on, let's say, the Junos, and your and you know your your symbols and your crashes up here and you stand up and do this kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? It, it looks more dynamic. So, right, right. Yeah. what what changed or what did you pick up from that conversation yesterday um, that may affect mm. your performance going forward? Look at this. Guy. Yo, now be be ready, be ready, be ready to hire me. You know, don't worry. Yeah, I know the interview in the interview. That's crazy. This is a DNA recipe airwave show, man. I am mean, ready. My sure mic is waiting. You know, don't play around. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, honestly, no. That conversation, um, that it. 
it reaffirmed what i what i go for and what i've been pushing for um it was just a real kind of just a reminder like to keep going to keep pushing the envelope right um because when you just say something to yourself you just feel like it's just oh it's just me right but when you hear somebody else that's as influential um that you look up to or that has a certain amount of experience come and say that same thing it's like okay yeah i know what i i know what i need to do you know what i'm saying and um i'm glad that that we were all there for the conversation um so that we could all hear that um it's Honestly, that's that stuff that I've 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 spoken with people in various you know different genres and all kinds of things. Um, I met a guy years ago. I was playing with with Divine Brown, and we it was for Canadian Music Week. And there's this guy. Oh, I can't remember his name. I'm not even gonna try. Yeah. Um, there's this gentleman, and he basically he's a live show producer. Okay. Um, that's what he kind of like labeled himself as, okay. right? And basically, he went through the entire performance. Like he had us. We were we were the example. So Divine Brown was and her band, which was I was a part of, yeah. was the example that he was using. So he was like, okay, you know, play play your song like you normally would, and we played the song, and then he picked apart different parts of the song and was like oh there's a guitar solo here he's like well how is anybody gonna know there's a guitar solo unless you the artist let them know that there's a guitar solo Mm. right 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 and it's like picking up on those visual those visual cues because nobody because if you're not inclined you don't understand what's happening right Mm. um so so he was just kind of pointing out certain things yeah if you're doing a guitar solo yeah step up and then we could do something with the lighting now Mm. the lighting comes on you you know what i'm saying and like you know we can make this you're pulling things out so that people can actually see it and understand it and it it goes back to this conversation that we had um yesterday and kind of like where i was thinking um and honestly i've been using my opportunities more to now bring those uh to light now especially being more experienced um i can actually bring those things to the conversation now where before you know i didn't really i didn't really have it to bring but it was very inspiring to hear that and it just made me just feel like yeah we gotta go for it all i was already feeling like we gotta go for it all but now it's like okay we really gotta we really gotta go for it you know and there there's examples that we see but you know we we sometimes we have our you know we have our uh, our calm dispositions or demeanor i find uh being coming from church mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody wants to everybody wants to well a lot of people come you know they're humble right it's not about mm-hmm. like looking flashy and stuff like that right like people who look flashy they're kind of like oh you're too flashy right yeah, yeah. but it's like yeah, yeah. in this context it's like yeah you need you need some you need flash like why are you even there right mm-hmm. what what like you could just not be there <laughs> certain pro- certain production yeah certain productions actually don't care you know what yeah. I'm saying? They don't care if you're there. So what value are you bringing? Like, do you look cool? Mm. Like, yeah, can we see you hit your cymbals? Can we see you play your bass notes? I think, yeah, for me, the, one of the things for me moving around a lot, um, even where I put my bass, I bring my bass lower. Um, a part of that wasn't just my hand. It also just looks cooler. Like, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, yeah, it, it, it looks cooler. Yeah. And I figured, out a, I figured out a happy medium where I could still do what I need to do. But... You know it's lower so i could just kind of relax right um yeah, yeah. and you know you find those like little things that people understand because playing bass it's like yeah you just stand here and go like this <laughs> there's nothing really visual people don't really understand or it's hard to get that feeling of what you're doing 
if I'm just standing still, right? But mm. if I'm moving around, going like this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I have to learn how much to move around. That was the other thing, because sometimes right. you think you're moving and you're not moving. So I'll be like balance in there. But like someone back there doesn't under doesn't understand that they it doesn't translate, right? So I got to be like, gotcha. you know. And it's funny that Omar mentions it because when we're on where when we did the show, we did a really long set, okay? okay? Omar was like Omar was like, Okay, we're just gonna do a forty five minute set and then like we'll come back and do an hour or something like yeah, that. We yeah. the second set we played, the first set first of all was not forty five <laughs> minutes. And then the second one was like two hours long. Like it was <laughs> we we literally we literally played for two hours and I remember getting to a point where I'm just like <sighs> and i was like actually like gasping for air and i was like okay i just gotta keep breathing like it's so funny because like you're trying to be but it's like a full body thing like it's like you got to be into it and people feel it and they enjoy it um so it's like yeah you learn those things drummers you know letting people know what you're doing and it's like i learned those things from even just watching different genres right like you uh, watching pop acts watching rock acts uh you know what i'm saying you see how different musicians do things and it's like oh okay like some people some people look at that and they're like oh but they're not they don't sound crazy Mm -hmm. that like or or they're not playing in this complicated chord that whatever but it's like who cares they're playing in front of way more people than all your shows combined like you know what i'm saying doing (laughs) that simple thing that that looks that looks amazing you get what i'm saying so it's like we have the ability it's just a matter of making it look look like something you know what i'm saying so Hmm. yeah actually i'm gonna challenge i'm gonna challenge anybody who's a performer Okay. If you have any footage of what you've done, look at it and ask yourself energetically, the same as you, what you give out is what the crowd will give back. Mm-hmm. Challenge yourself and look at how you're performing and see if the crowd's reaction matches what you're giving. Mm. Because if you, you know, like if you get out there and you look like a tired branch, and you're not doing any kind of movement, barely swaying, you know, you, you, in your head, you're like, yo, this song is everything, but you look like, it's not coming. Yeah. It's not trans. You know, the typical bass player. Exactly. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You catch up, you catch up vibe. And and that's fine. And that's fine. Sometimes. Yes. That's fine. Sometimes, but you know what I'm saying? In certain contexts, that's fine. But it's like, when it's like groove oriented and stuff like that, like, or, you know what I'm saying? Big crowds or whatever. You got to be, you got to be in there. Like, yes, you know, it's just yeah. not enough. Yeah. And, and, and like only musicians understand those things. And guess how many musicians are in the crowd? At the ACC or watching Beyonce or Rogers Center, yeah. how many musicians are there? Like the, the majority of the crowd is not musicians. It's like what? 0.1% right. of, yeah. of those people are musicians. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else is like, oh wow like you know what i'm true. saying they they're they're not as musically inclined or whatever right so that's big. yeah that's big and yeah i mean uh, i mean i'm not gonna say what you guys say i'm a different man so i believe the, that the, that god is in the details and uh you definitely mm-hmm. brought it wow. to another what level on that saying? yeah i never understood that the devil is in the details i don't understand i'll tell you i'll tell you where i'll tell you where the saying came from because if you ignore you the details <laughs> if the if you ignore the details then who takes over Okay, so it's the flip the side. Mm. If you ignore the details, right. huh? If you ignore the details, it right, right, it right, right. go it goes to where? Straight okay. to hell. Okay. Uh, 
I think we're really at our time, but uh, I can't let you guys go just yet. Oh, I got two more quick things for you. So this is a fun one for Omar. I mean, it's fun for me if it's not fun for you, regardless. Uh, I'm the host here, so I get to do that sometimes. Um, but you built, yeah, no, I'm just joking, you built this thing into your performances, man, and it's, I almost feel like you started it. I don't know. I've seen a lot of people do it since I saw you do it, so I don't want to, I'm putting it on you. Maybe it is. Um, what's the word? Like, you do the mashups, right? Like, you have a song, and you flip another song into it, and you do it amazingly, like stuff that nobody would ever think of. I mean, I don't know if you could talk us through it, but like, how does that work in your mind on the fly? I think, I think, um, well, I've always been in love with music and lyricism for a long time. I actually, rem out of my, out of nowhere yesterday, I think I was walking to my car and I'm going to yep. date myself a little bit. I know these, I've earned every single one of these. Okay. Just hey, the, the, great, the, the, sil <laughs> the silvers. Yeah, they may not be here tomorrow. I'll just let you know. But I started singing this song by Cool Modi called I Go to Work. And rapping in like the 80s was very different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you say? I go to work like a doctor, train the brain to maim the outfox you. When I punch my rhymes, rock you. Sometimes it knocks you so hard, it stops you dead in your track. So power pack before you can react, you're flat on your back. Down for the, like, I, I mm. love lyricism and love picking up words. And I would sit down and write them out mm. and understand what they were saying and where that came from. Gotcha. So lyricism, even now, that's what got me into songwriting, hearing where that story ended up. Mm. But also, both my parents owned a record store, and I grew up very That's closely cool. in, um, like, obviously, deep-rooted in, in um, like, I, I was, I started in church, okay. and because I didn't get a chance to be a part of a choir or any of those things, mm. I still connected to music, and a lot of, you know, Jamaican culture, there's, like, lot, there's sound clashes, there's sound crews. True. So to hear, you know, specifically, like, if there's one rhythm, you'll have 50 artists on the one popular <laughs> rhythm. Yes. Right? Because that's how we do. True. That, you know, you put out yeah. one rhythm and see True. who comes up with their interpretation. True. So being able to hear so many different songs on one rhythm, I started learning more songs. And now when I hear a song, I can hear that's other nice. songs that could go over top of it. Right. Yeah, you do right. right? And right. now because of the crew... Now that I'm understanding a lot more about mm. cadence and mm. vibe and energy, and obviously you have to stay current as well. Songs that you may not download normally, you gotta know, because that's, that's what's hot. True. And if it yeah, happens, right, you know, right. like I think I lost my mind one time when Jason, we were playing, uh, it was like, it was either never too much. We'll say it was never too much. Da, okay. da, 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 da. And over the song, out of nowhere, da, I want you to be mine again, baby. Jason is so weird like that. He'll pull songs out of nowhere. And I was like, okay, now I can go left with a lot of these songs. Okay, so I think okay. just to answer quickly, my, uh, because I do try to keep a, a very deep repertoire in terms of music and songs that I know yep. and understanding the vibe that, that, that's then the mashups just come naturally. We have, we have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. 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 Dope. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. Dope. Oh, I, can, can I point out one Thank thing? Absolutely. So, so Omar, we've been debating about this for a long time. So Omar has perfect pitch. He just doesn't Did know. We it. About this last time <laughs> so, 
I said I don't yeah, have perfect yeah, yeah. pitch because I can't. If I if I sing, I think to be considered perfect pitch for me, you have to be able to say if I go, um, ah, if that's is that a C? Is that a D? I don't know. If I can't tell you what note it is, I don't think it's perfect pitch. That's just me. Sure. I can if I sing a song, okay. I sing it in key every time. But if I can't tell you, oh, yeah, that's that's E flat. Right. That part, that part. So yeah. because he he doesn't he can't say the note name, but it, him singing it in the in the right key every time. Every time, because we'll play something in the wrong key, and you'll be like, oh, you'll be like. So a lot of the interaction that we do with those matchups and stuff like yeah. that, it's like you know we'll know to go to the to, to the right key based on Omar mm-hmm. or based on Jason who has perfect right. pitch and can actually you know he'll he'll knows what the notes are right so it's just a, it's a That's very unique thing that we have in that in in this group that yeah. is unique than any other band that I played with it's just Crazy. our ability to move in and out of things is just it is, yeah, yeah second to none it's it's different so it's different. maybe this is a maybe this is a helpful I don't know way to confirm or really blocking the fact that you do have perfect pitch why don't you just since you know the key of every song why don't you memorize 12 songs in each key one song in each key i should say and then you know what key you're in by singing that song in your head i i think well the the one song that i always go back to because i learned how to play it on piano rain by swv which happens to be in Mm. c c major c major seven so Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so every in my head I always hear do 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 da 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 and I always reference that da 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 do and every other so I in my head literally I'm like okay what key is the song in? Do 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 Oh, so then you use relative. Is it maybe G? Okay. I'll try and I'll try and relate it to that. Yeah. But I think what I'll what I might do is I'm I'm gonna take that tip. I'm gonna challenge myself with that tip. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Joanne's gonna make you the list. Twelve songs. (laughs) Find the tonic. Perfect pitch. And that's it. And then we're both right. Okay. (laughs) 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 This has been a lot of fun, man. I want to keep it. I did say I had one more. I can't lie to the people. I'm sorry, guys. One quick one. You mentioned something. Oh, I don't even have to go that far. In Toronto, in Canada, it's very different from the U.S. I think it's a thing really to do with the support that we get or the lack of support. And this is on like industry level in a lot of ways as far and as well as just community. Um, I know we've talked in this conversation about different people doing their own thing and not really supporting others. And I think that collectively we all do pretty well at trying at least our best to support each other. Um, I don't know if you could each just drop to us one thing. Actually, let me preface it a little bit further than that. Sorry. So we actually have started or we and Dariki have joined an organization called Black Music Canada. And this is really to do with black prioritized programming. So it's not just we only listen to black music and that's it. But we have noticed that every culture um, has their own place and they really celebrate their music and the culture. And that goes beyond music, too. So this is just our little way of sort of highlighting some of the great work that black Canadians have done in the music industry. And this goes on every level. Um, I won't take it much further than that because of time. But what is one thing that you each think is missing from the Canadian uh, music industry as it relates to that. I have three very mm. quick points that I can throw at you. I like it. One, don't push the black agenda. Push a 
talk about preserving black music in Canada. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two, there's only one black music station in Canada. Mm. So translating that across Canada is going to be difficult. Yeah. Three, right. include all the black Canadian voices. Black people in mm -hmm. Vancouver and, and Nunavut and Halifax and Winnipeg yeah. and Glace Bay. Nice. They, they are black, but they have different stories and different, in Quebec. They're very different yeah. and they have different vibes and energies. So we have to collectively Absolutely. speak and include these voices if we're talking about preserving black culture across mm -hmm. Canada. Okay. Love it. Mm -hmm. It's big. Hmm. You got anything or you're going to leave uh, with that, Julian? From... <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that was great. I, honestly, so uh, it's a little bit controversial, mm -hmm. but just the way my, my, my mind works um, is, so on one hand, it's like we do need to just uh, promote a culture that of supporting, yep. right? We just need to continue to push that. We need to continue to put, uh, push uh, us Black people supporting each other, yeah. um, supporting you know, black owned things, uh, getting our money, putting our money towards, you know, black yeah. things, not just talking about mm -hmm. it. And like, yeah. you know, those kind of things, uh, there, there's, there's, uh, yeah, there's, there's that aspect of it. Um, the other aspect for me is just, um, I wonder about is population size, right? Mm -hmm. So how much of the population is actually, um, is actually black, Right. right. Um, and the reason why I point that out is just so that we can have a better understanding on if we are good or if we're bad or if we're in the middle. You get what I'm saying? Because if we if we think it's based off a number that's higher than what it is, Benchmark then, off, yeah. you know, your expectations are off. You get what I'm yeah, saying? Right. And then you're working yep. with you're not working with accurate accurate data right and then you can't make effective plans based on that you know thinking that the numbers are not what they are so that's just like one thing that i would kind of add because like my step one thing my stepdad always that taught me like when i was younger and he told me this i never looked it up before that he was like he was like california has more people than canada and i was like Facts. what yeah it's hard to <laughs> Yeah, I was like, what? And I looked it up and I was like, oh my goodness, the state of California has more people than Canada. Hmm. And then when you think about it, more people means there's more from each demographic yeah. and vice yeah. versa, right? Same, and right. so same thing with New York and those and those other major cities in the US, yep. right? So it's like Florida is another thing, right? Like they have a lot of people. So it's like, how many of those people? It's just percentages, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's like it's it's so so on one hand yeah it's support and all that yeah. stuff but also what, what would help us kind of like cater um our plan of action or things like that is understanding having a better understanding on the percentage of yeah. people that are actually black so that we're not so we're not getting down on ourselves or extra down on yeah. ourselves thinking that there's more black people than there actually is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to support to support our music because we're talking about supporting our exactly. own right yeah, yeah and if we're if we're complaining about there's not a lot of people supporting maybe there's just actually not that many people as many people as we thought that there is you get what I i'm saying deep mind at work because if yeah. i leave yeah. yeah like i've traveled i've traveled across canada multiple yeah. times and there's not a lot of black people. like once you leave <laughs> certain areas it's like yeah it's like you know it's all white people or One you know black other station. cultures so it's yeah. One black yeah. station. 
for all Man. of Canada. That should so. speak its own volumes. And it's it changed hands it really three times in the last decade. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Thank you I for asked, bringing up that point. I asked one question, and I got like seven answers. That's beautiful, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how, that's how it goes. And I'm loaded, loaded. I'm, I'm going to leave you guys man. with this as well, as far as DNA is concerned. You going to sing for as us? As far as the collective? I mean, oh, okay, I mean if you're yeah, coming yeah. through on the 25th, I got you. Oh, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say this. I, I would love to see, you know, well, if you're in, if you do anything... If you write, if you do poetry, if you, you know, we talk about the industry, the industry, you yep. are the industry if you contribute in Thanks. any way. Yeah. So it's up to us to shape what we want to see. And it takes a lot of right. balls for you to be able to say, this is how I want to assert myself in mm. history. Yeah. So that being said, for us to make certain changes, we have to immediately stop saying well, I'm going to do my show over here and you're going to do your show. Right. If we actually say, let's take a look at what a dope show would look like. What I would yes. love to see is let the DNA band, let um, 88 Keys, let the recipe, mm -hmm. let, you know what I'm saying? Like all the people that we know and love and respect in music. Let's sit down at a table and say, if we did one big event, let's say we went to Rebel or Massey Hall and said, let's pool our resources and do something like, you know, I'm going to say the Roots Picnic, for example. Okay. If we all pooled our resources and did that, yeah. the visibility of it, not only from a, a perspective of community, looks great, yep. but from a business perspective, you can now have the metrics to say, we have this many people who showed up, we have this much pull, and now if you want to be involved, you can hit your wagon to adding money or adding sponsors or whatever you need because this is yeah. how we we can influence the people in our circle. So That's I would needed. love to have that conversation as a bunch of collectives because if we want to build our industry, if we yeah. want to grow, it really starts with starts right the people who are the names or the most influential. And yeah. not everybody's going to want to come to the table, which is fine, but I think even just starting to have that conversation would be great yeah. so we can see yeah. what we can do and actually start showing them Maybe we need two radio stations instead of one. Mm, Maybe yeah. we need to have a hub in Montreal or in Vancouver or in Halifax or yeah. wherever to start doing this and have other artists do more things. Starts with us. Provided the data is there, of course, right, Julian? Provided. <laughs> yes, yes. Data. <laughs> Accurate data. Yeah, man. Accurate data. Man. <laughs> this has been an amazing conversation. We will definitely really follow is. up on that. I think the conversation that you want, that you mentioned, I think it just started right there. Um, mm -hmm. And one thing I'm going to add to that, too, because I know this, this might stem from the black church, and that might just be me saying that from my experience, but there is one thing in mm. general in the black community, as we're talking about it now, not everybody has to, not everyone has to be the head. And also, there's a lot of room for growth when people can kind of step back just because, I don't know, just because I sing doesn't mean that I have to be the singer. So there's a lot of room for people to bring what they uniquely uh, have as far as their strengths, or should say, as we have our as our strengths, and bring that together in a way that could really lift up what we're doing as a collective, and will benefit us all as individu individuals and smaller entities within that. So, thank you for that. You guys are phenomenal. Absolutely. Again, we got to plug the show yeah. on Thursday, May twenty fifth. If you're not there, you're simply not cool. Um, 
And if you don't want to be cool, then you're, uh, you're unaware and not in the know of what's really going on. But we really need the support uh, beyond um, beyond money, beyond numbers. It's really the support. So come out, show love. Uh, maybe just drop the details again. So I don't think it was supposed to be my job. And I'm going to mess it up. So <laughs> no <forward>. problem. <laughs> so so the recipe featuring Kim Davis, Patricia mm. Shirley, and Owen O. San Lee at the Don on Donway, which is 15 Chisholm Avenue in uh in east well no i won't say east york i'll just say it's at maine and danforth just up from the danforth music hall boom where are tickets available tickets are available on eventbrite.ca or if you hashtag follow the recipe you'll be able to see the link on our instagram which is the dot recipe and remember recipe has an extra e on the end because we try to put a little bit extra in what we do i love it Okay, okay. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Thank you, gentlemen. We really appreciate this. It was an incredible conversation. For real. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Man. It's Thank great you. talking with you guys. Hopefully, we'll have another opportunity where the rest of the crew can be here and we can really yeah, go deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be cool. We'll make that happen. Absolutely, absolutely. Cool. Thank you. All right, till next time, everyone. A lot of you are familiar with the DNA Project and have been rocking with us for a while, but some of you aren't. A lot of you are faithful listeners of the podcast, but aren't familiar with some of the other work that we do. So I just want to take a quick moment to explain to you a little bit more of what we do. So you're getting married, or you have a friend, a cousin, a sister, somebody you know is getting married. Okay. You've booked your venue, caterers, photographer, all that good stuff. When it comes to live music, most people have no idea where to look. We have you covered. Picture this. During the ceremony, while guests are being seated, or while the bride's walking down the aisle. During the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time. Don't forget about dinner music, that's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with The DNA Project. www.thednaproject.ca for more information.